the figures who made like the Quran and the Bible argue like the Real Housewives of Atlanta argue. I would love yes. that. Because on the latest season of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, one of the women supposedly sleeps with a prophet, like a real life prophet now. That's like considered a prophet in like a Southern Baptist Christian culture. Oh shit! And, <laughs> and it's just the best because really, that's crazy. Yeah, he's like she slept with the prophet, and because of that, I had to cancel my baby shower for my baby because I did not want the prophet to come to my house after he had slept with a nasty ass hoe. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, who, 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 uh, who was it? Um, the new girl, uh, I think her name is, uh, uh, Tanya, not Tanya, something with a T. She's forgettable. Ooh. Well, you heard about the, you have, you have, you've been watching the, what is it? The, uh, Salt Lake City, the Real Housewives of Utah or something? No, I've only watched Atlanta. Oh. There's some drop. So I don't know if you heard, I, I'm sure that there's a, a listener who uh, listens to this podcast, who I, I feel like watches all the trashy stuff because they recently sent us a message and said that one of our, one of the w- women we did an episode on looks exactly like Polly's stalker from Jersey shore. And who I was that? like, uh, Oh gosh. Uh, I don't want to say their name. Cause I don't want them to, oh, sorry. but it's, it's on mean- the, it's <laughs> on the, it's on our Instagram. No, but okay. shared it like it, she said that it was um, uh, Gakira Barnes. So oh, it looks exactly like the stalker. And she shared a photo. So you should look at it. But so the, the point I'm saying is that, like, I'm going to get it wrong. So I'm waiting for this woman to message us and say that this is actually the real story. But on Real Housewives, Utah, there's a woman who her family owns a chain of churches. <laughs> and. Church. Church chickens? <laughs> no, like actual <laughs> churches. Ah, uh, wah wah. <laughs> but they, but ironically, they sell chicken there, but they're just a church. Um, <laughs> but they make chickens. Um, so sh- the like grandmother passes away, and in her will, she puts in her will that in order for her granddaughter to keep. The, the franchise to keep the, the churches going, she has to marry her step-grandfather. And so she does. Ew. She marries her step-grandfather and they have a child together. Ugh. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop you right there because we're 16 minutes in and we haven't said a single thing about the case. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, well this will be edited <laughs> way down. But um, That's, so, so yeah. are they Mormon? Yeah, they're Mormon. I think oh, they're Mormon. Are they big yeah. surprise? Good. So, are, wait, wait, I have another question. Okay. Are there any women of color on the Utah one? The woman that is the one I'm telling you about is a woman of color. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> now, now I care. What color? <laughs> you heard it in uh, my voice. Wait, what yeah, color? I, black. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I Watch, think any- I find out that I'm totally wrong. It wouldn't have mattered <laughs> what color you said. Like it was gonna be like it's not like you could have said like Persian, and we would have been like, all right. Would have yeah, no, we wouldn't. Have, we wouldn't have cheered that. Yeah, <laughs> it would have made like, sense. Yeah, like, really, Italian in Utah, Mormon. 
Mormon. <laughs> Mormon Italian. Okay. That's it. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> We're done. No. Uh, <laughs> thank you for... This is the bloody podcast. I don't know what part of the opening we're going to keep in. So (laughs) we might just start here. Uh, But we had a very lengthy discussion about nothing that involved the topic. Absolutely. So it was like a Seinfeld episode. Yes. Yeah. It was practically, it was nothing. Yeah. So (laughs) as I mentioned last episode, uh, I went to a fat camp in... I want to say 2008 and now let me, I want to try and condense this as much as possible, but I, it spent, took me a whole week to figure out where, what year I went to this fat camp. And then I'll tell you how I found the case. And it was so simple that I was like, why didn't I do this before? So I was asking my parents what year I went to this fat camp. I graduated high school in 2004 Um, and I know that I was heavily into improv when I went to the fat camp because I was so adamant that Sundays be free because that's when my improv team (laughs) practiced. Right. So I I would, yeah, yeah. So I would drive from Marina Del Rey to the improv practices and I'd be so stiff from working out for like seven hours a day for five, for six days a week that I I couldn't move. (laughs) Like I would just be like, they'd be like, Lori, this is your turn to edit the scene. And I'd be like, can we just say I did? And then move on. Can we yeah. just like, can just we just like, say flop your hand into the air? Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, I just say tag. And then I'd be like tag and just to tag somebody out. Cause I couldn't move. I mean, honestly, it seems like a power move that you yeah. would just like do that. And then like be sitting in every scene and yes. everyone has to come to you. Yes. That's that was, that was my, yeah, it's an improv power move. Yeah. I think that, yeah. <laughs> what? what were you going to say, Cash? Nothing. What? I was going to make fun of somebody, but I shouldn't. Oh. Oh. I, I was going to say that uh, that the one main point of improv is to make sure that you are the focus of the scene. Yes. Just to pull focus as much as possible and make it your your whole thing. 100%. It is, yeah. should be like stand-up. Yep. If stand up had props. Yeah. Yes. yes. I mean, at, at least your first show. <laughs> yes. And if you can get dick and and pussy into every single yeah. word you say, then you're great. And yeah. being gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two straight guys kissing, comedy gold. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So well, you were. You we were. Went down, we went down were, a deep dive. Yeah. You were battling your way through improv and fat camp. So I knew that I was, so I knew that I had started improv like around when I was like 20, 20, in my twenties, like 22. So I called all of my family members that I knew, knew about the fat camp. And I asked them if they remembered what year I went to fat camp and they all gave me different answers. My aunt that I live with thought that I went in 2000 and that's when I started high school. So I was like, well, you're no help. Um, my, yeah, my mom thought I started in 2004. Um, and then my dad was the, actually shockingly was the closest because he was like, well, and then everybody kept basing it around when my grandma died. So they kept being like, well, when did your grandma die? When did grandma die? What, what happened when grandma? And I'd be like, okay, can we stop talking about grandma dying? Like, (laughs) just stop that. Did did you go into the fat camp? What was the direct result of your grandma dying? 
so I guess my parents used the money from my my grandma's house, part of the money that they got to help pay for the fat camp. How much was the so, fat camp? It was expensive. Yeah, it was pretty expensive. Huh. I don't know how much, but it was expensive. Um, so, and I'll tell you why, because we went to Marina, we were, it was in Marina Del Rey. We stayed at these apartments. Now you could, and you could pay for certain amounts. Now there were people who were living there for like two, three years who just lived there. And wow. Yeah. yeah. It was right by the beach. Um, you walked from the, you were supposed to walk from the apartment to the, the camp area, the gym area, but I drove every day because I was lazy. (laughs) So. Um, and then you, you could either have your own room if you paid more, or I had a roommate. I, we actually had three roommates cause I, when my room was one person and then we had two people on the other side of the room, but it was like a full, full furnished apartment. They gave you your meals. Excuse me. They, you drove, they drove you to the beach. They did it. And it, I did it for six weeks. Um, and then there were some people who did it for way longer and there's some people who did it for way less. One, one person just did it for a week. So, um, and while you were there, you had a massage therapist, uh, a bunch of trainers training you in different aspects of, of health and then a therapist. And the therapist was this woman named Claire who was very, I, I liked her. She was just not like, she's just like, she was just a very like, um, interesting person. I would say she was very into horses, let's say. And she was very into horse therapy. This was the horse lady. Yeah. She was constantly talking to us about doing horse therapy. <laughs> and we we did it one time. And that's when I found out that I am just as allergic to horses as I, as I am to cats. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Um, and that was also the fat camp where uh, I couldn't watch uh, anything but Underworld for like four weeks. So the fifth week, I finally get cable and we're watching this 48 hours I thought it was a snapped, but it was 48 hours. And we find out that there's an, there's an episode about a woman named Jane Dorotic who kills her husband. And then her defense is that maybe her daughter, Claire Dorotic, who was our therapist, did it. Oh shit. Man. So we watched it. We made smoothies and (laughs) did you, all your roommates watch it with you? I think I remember we had some people over. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Remember. Was it a whole, it was like a whole party once you realized it was her. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, I forgot who looked it up, but somebody looked it up and then we, we went online and found it and then we, we watched it. Nice. But yeah, it was crazy. And then it was one of those things where, you know, you start watching, you're like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then you're like, oh, a person dies, you know, <laughs> like. You mean the wasn't... podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah but this is how it starts you were a teenager you're already thinking about it having like being in my 20s funny. i was in my 20s you were in your 20s <laughs> <laughs> for some reason the idea of you going in high school like your family said stuck instead of you being in your 20s yes. no <laughs> well i was I, i'm a late bloomer so i still very much like dumb and naive i was very much like you know it was my first time out like by myself in a while so yeah okay so okay go on (laughs) so anyway so then uh so i 
luckily found it because I messaged a girl that I went to the fat camp with who uh, she uh, she was like, yeah, this is the therapist and this, you know, and gave me all the information. I was like, I should have just done this right out the gate. Why didn't I do this? Um, Also, just I'm not going to say her name because I'm sure she doesn't want it mentioned, but a very famous Bethany, yeah, a very famous writer who re- just recently had like a new Netflix show is uh, went to the camp too, and she was really Sh- nice too. Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes. Wow. Shonda, R- no, it wasn't Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. <laughs> J.K. Rowling went there, yeah, but uh, she was in disguise, ironically, as a man, which ah, I thought was a little weird. That kind yeah. of makes sense to her. She yeah. was practicing the role of Dumbledore. Yeah. At the time. So. <laughs> I can't believe it, Shonda Rhimes went to fat camp with you. Yeah. 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 She was there. <laughs> she was like, you know, you're very smart. And uh, I think I'm going to name one of my characters after you. And I was like, didn't you already write the book? And she's like, shh, 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 shh. I heard and that. A- I heard that after she goes, shh, 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 did you know that Lori was in Bridgerton? I was. Yeah. Oh, Lori was in Bridgerton. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> I was the. I was I'm the waiting for the punchline. Nothing. That was it. I don't have anything else. Isn't that a Shonda Rhimes show? Is it? I was. Yes, it is. And I was. Uh, I was Shonda the woman. Land. I was the woman who goes, "Oi, I'm walking here." That's mine. <laughs> Yeah, that was her. That was me. <laughs> you do have the bosom to be a good wench in the oh, show. Oh, I could be a freaking awesome wench. Are you, you kidding be, me? Yeah, you should be. You That's should. Great. You should specialize in acting, like character acting, but just for wenching. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I have been waiting for a moment to just share my nudity with the world. Like, I, I would be like, I, I should have been on Game of Thrones. I go full beef. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'd be a hooker. I don't care. Or a sex worker. <laughs> I had to, I had to answer that question one time when I was signing to a new agency. If you'd be a hooker? No, if I would a sex worker. If I, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, if, like you will in a toot. Um if I was willing to show full everything. Oh yeah, that makes sense to ask an actor. Yeah, it does, I guess. Yeah. I I gotta be honest with you, I scared somebody one time. Um because I was like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna go full force. Like I'm gonna show butthole, and they were like, No, you don't. You don't need to show butthole. And well, I was like, Well, I'm showing it. What was it? What was it? It was, for? This, it was this really stupid sketch. Net looking back <laughs> on it now, there was no reason for me to be naked. But it, I was just like, If hey, if I gotta look at it, everybody's gotta look at it. So they were like, we're, You're gonna run into a Home Depot naked and try and take a dump in one of the toilets. And I was like, Great. <laughs> Like down for it. You run in holding your butthole. Out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, but afterwards I'm showing my butthole, and they were like, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't want you to do that. And I was like, all right. Well, I'm just saying it's gonna happen. <laughs> Weirdly enough, that never came to fruition. So I don't know. They couldn't mm. get Home Depot to jump on board. So, uh, so this is a story of Jane Dortick. So Jane Dortick was married to Bob Dortick for 30 years and they described it as like a loving, happy marriage. They had three kids, two boys. And then their middle child was a girl named Claire, Claire, Claire. And, uh, so 
they um Claire That's how Oh no, we're just laughing at the name Claire. Oh yeah. Because of the K sound. Yeah. So (laughs) um the big thing about Jane Dortic is she kinda her and her daughter had similar interests, which was horses. (laughs) They loved horses. They're like Tina Belcher from uh Bob's Burgers. They love horses. And they love to uh... what's going on? You heard me start to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Tina Belch. Oh the Tina, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's so many Belch heads that are <laughs> <laughs> losing their minds right now. Yeah. I was That's... looking up uh I was looking up a quote I wanna I wanna play by <clears throat> Michelle Pfeiffer about Claire's which I think will clear up something from the last episode. Did you say Clara? Did you just say Clara? <laughs> <laughs> you did. Did I? Oh, you did. If I did, it was not on purpose. Oh, my purpose. God. Yeah! That's great. That was your first one. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That was pretty great. That Very was really great. Exciting. Welcome to CSI. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was NCIS. Welcome to both of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay sorry to interrupt continue so she was a successful businesswoman in she was a healthcare executive they don't get into what she did but she was moving and shaking and she basically in her her, she used all of her income all of her and her husband's income to put into this ranch to buy and sell horses they would take care of the horses and then they would sell them and her husband apparently was not into that. He was just like, I don't know why we have to sell these horses. I'm fine with horses. Just pick like a couple and we'll just have a couple and then we'll be done with it. And she's like, yeah. no, you don't see the point. He was like, you're right. I don't. So Jane was like, she was putting all of her money into these horses and that was causing a lot of strife. So in 1997, they separated briefly. Now there's some reports that they fully got divorced um, but that I, I couldn't really find like permanent, like c- confirmation. So I'll just say it, but I, I don't know if that's really true. They if did they got definitely, divorced. Yeah. They did definitely separate, but there is no like consensus as to whether or not they, they got divorced. Um, so they separate in 1997 and then a year later they get back together and they say in that, in that 48 hours and then. And articles that like that year was sort of like made them see that they really truly loved each other and that they want to get back together. And Jane Dorotic and even Claire Dorotic said that the year before Bob passed away, the last, the last year of his life was the best year they'd had that they really kind of like found their groove and they were doing pretty well. That's sad. So, yeah. Aw. So. Well, it's better to end on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. You really, you really pulling him out today. She named her kid Claire. It's kind of her fault. No, I'm sorry. What does that have to do with Claire? Literally, that's the least bad thing about this entire part. Clearly, once again, clearly you haven't seen or read White Oleander. No. <laughs> also, you Which have I... not brought up White Oleander yet. Yes, yes, they have. I brought it up today, just just a little bit ago. I said you I said, have a quote. Michelle that need... Pfeiffer. 
from White Oleander. Oh, I, I missed that part. <laughs> and it was in the last episode. Yeah. And it would clarify things. That's what she said. Clarify. <laughs> pretty good. It was pretty good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let me clear this up. <laughs> so in Feb- uh, morning of February 13th, 2000, so we they survived Y2K, which, whew, thank God. Bob, uh, Jane was going to go feed the horses, or she had just come in from feeding the horses, and she was getting ready to move them to another spot for some reason. She was She's always in the process of moving the horses. I don't know why. Oh. But well, I think you have to, like, move horses around to um, in the mornings, especially. Like, like, I don't know. That I mean, that makes sense. But so she was getting ready to move the horses. She goes into the living room. She sees Bob tying his shoelaces. And he says he's going to go for a jog. So they say, you know, have a, he, she says, have a good jog, blah, blah, blah. Bye. And that's the last time she sees him alive. Aww. So he goes missing. They ha- don't hear from him. They don't know where he is. <clears throat> and then the morning of, he was found the morning of February 14th, Valentine's Day. Oh. On the side of the road. That's at- so sad. Yeah. Yeah. At first, a uh, police officer said that he thought he was hit by a, a hit and run, that they thought right. he was hit. And then um, the detective who arrived on the scene noticed that the there was a lot of blood <clears throat> on Bob's face and that there was a rope tied around his neck and that he had obviously been bludgeoned to death and strangled. And that's what the medical examiner said. And then they hopefully immediately fired that officer that said that it looked like he died of a hit and run because if he apparently did not check to look at Bob's body at all because yeah like, <laughs> maybe he did maybe he was just like the patrol cop so he didn't get close to the body oh okay didn't yeah. see the rope to like not mess with the scene I hope he got fired anyway but I like to think he was just really dumb he's like there's a body here I think he died of a broken heart. Oh, that's uh, so sad. It's oh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. And they were like, you're fucking fired. And he's like, oh. that's fair. Oh. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. I'm going to go drown my sorrows in some Bosco. <laughs> the show? No. Oh, no, that's Bosch. It's chocolate drink. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Bosch, though. Well, good for you. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Boschko and Bosco. Uh, he has a really loving wife. Yeah. Or husband. Uh, or, uh, well, his, questioning his na- wife. His name's Dan. Oh, nice. You guys are sweet together. He hits me. Stop oh, okay. it. Wow. All Stop right. Stop it. Stop it. Jeez. That took a turn. God. I'm into it. Oh, okay. All right. We're back. All right. Good. It's a dom sub submissive relationship. I'm fine with that. As long as it's consensual. <laughs> you turned it around there, bud. I still think you're a terrible <laughs> officer, but... <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Okay, cheers. All right, bye. Thank bye. you for coming in. Let's see you. Why hasn't anybody told Bob we fired him like five weeks ago? <laughs> we have. You just, we, we're, the only, we're the only place in the world that still has Bosco. <laughs> so he just shows up. <laughs> we bought all the Bosco because he bought all the Bosco because he heard it was going out. And he put it in the fridge. <laughs> and he's too dumb to realize he could just take a 
garbage bag and fill it with Bosco and leave and never come back. Oh, yeah, I mean, Bob is Bosco. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So the uh, three days later, they arrest Jane for the murder. So the reason why they arrested her is that they there's two big pieces of evidence. The first one is they said they found rope at the ranch that was like hanging up by one of the horses stalls that is like identical <clears throat> to the rope that was tied around Bob's neck. Mm. The second mm. is they found uh, a, tr- a syringe that had a bloody fingerprint on the syringe and the blood they said came from Bob, but the fingerprint was Jane's. Okay. The, th- the third thing they said was that they had, they said they had copious amount, found copious amounts of blood on the bed, the floor, the ceiling and the headboard um, that, that they claimed, and this is important for later that they claimed was all Bob's. So they found all this blood that was supposedly Bob's. Okay. It was horse's blood, wasn't it? No. She's been killing the horses. She's been killing the horses in her own bed. Um, (laughs) The other thing they said was that the picture-perfect marriage that they they were portraying was actually not not true. That Jane and Bob were actually having problems again because Jane was still spending too much on the horses and Bob was getting angry. And was preparing to file for divorce, which meant that Jane would then have to pay him roughly $50,000 a year in alimony. He's like, honey, get in here. Look at the horse bill. (laughs) Yeah, just the one bill that gets sent for the horses. Yeah, look at the horse bill. From the horse doctor? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And it's delivered on horse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's all wet because it was in the horse's mouth <laughs> I have a new job they didn't give us bags though who's this it's the guy from it's before. Bob oh it's yeah, Bob. Bob it's Bob the, the police officer that we also decided yeah. named Bob yeah he's also I, I deliver oh. horse bills now oh okay oh. yeah how's your husband oh as abusive as ever oh my goodness <laughs> okay all right it's getting He's, intense. It's still it's still consensual though, right? It's somewhat. It's a gray area. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You're gonna have to go away now, Bob. Good night, ladies. <laughs> We're not doing this now, Bob. We're not doing this now. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, Cash. I'm just gonna let you know. I find this very funny, <laughs> but Marie is the one editing, so you might want to oh. watch. You might remember how, what okay. jokes you make. I tell you what, but I got a good feeling Bob's not coming back. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but I think that doesn't sound convincing. I think we should celebrate the fact that he was here. Okay. He's a good guy. With some Bosco. <laughs> Don't tell him that he's going to show up again. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, oh, I for also forgot to say that there are, they found three different tire tracks at the scene where uh, Bob was dropped. And they went back and they checked Jane's truck. <laughs> and it had. I just realized we named the guy Bob and the guy's name is Bob. Yes. <laughs> I didn't name him Bob. 
Yeah, uh, you did. <laughs> somebody, like somebody, like, somebody. I feel like I did. Somebody named him Bob. I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was Catch, but. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, three tire tracks. So they found three tire tracks at the scene where the where Bob was dropped, and uh, they then checked Jane's car, and she has three different tires that match the three tire tracks that were at the scene of the crime. What? So that's another clue. And so they think what happened was is that she killed that Bob didn't go for a jog, which is kind of sad because you want to be like, oh, he didn't get to have that jog that he wanted. Yeah, um, he didn't go for a jog. He was killed in his bed and mm. then dressed up <laughs> in his jogging outfit oh, and God. dumped on the side of the road. Ugh. So Oof. that's a personal kill. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, oh, another clue. They said the reason why they think he was dressed was because it was really rain. It was not ra- really rainy, but it was rainy and muddy, mm-hmm. and it was like a dirt path that he was he would be running along, and his shoes didn't have any any mud on them at all. Aye, aye. Right. That makes that's that should be like number one. His shoes are like sparkling clean new Adidas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still have the tags on them. They also didn't <clears throat> fail to mention that one of the tracks there was horses. Like, it was just a set of horse tracks. <laughs> what? Are you trying to say that the Are you trying to say the horse killed Bob? The horse clearly killed Oh, Bob. my God. You think the horses were in on it? <laughs> yeah. Cash <laughs> is so frustrated with me right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> I'm also okay. now imagining the horse trying to do this, and it's funny but sad. Which, uh, I just love that all the horses got together and then nominated one horse, which we'll also name Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horse, though. I mean, it just makes sense. You have his name. <laughs> I still don't want to do it. Bob. <laughs> so many Bobs. Yeah. So <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, so Horse Bob gets away with the murder because mm. they arrest Jane Dortick. Um, so her no try respects a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's gonna be funny because when you guys go to bed and you're just like late at night, she's just gonna whisper that. <laughs> to, to nobody in cash is no gonna go. No suspects the horse. I'm gonna go. Shh, 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 shh. Shondaland. <laughs> oh, that reference might not actually make it in the beginning. So, it'll oh be great. no, shit! It'll be great if you just well, say that with no reference to what we were talking about. It was, it was super funny, guys. Yeah. Uh, so. Jane Dortick's murder trial begins on May 2001, a year after her husband was murdered. Her defense attorneys are Carrie Stegerwalt and Cole Casey. The prosecutor is Bonnie Howard Regan. One sad thing is that her two sons actually testify for the prosecution. Oh, damn. Oh, that's a yeah. shame. So the defense... Towards the end of the trial, I thought this was interesting because this wasn't in the forty-eight hours at all, and I didn't find this in a lot of the doc- in a lot of the other uh, articles I read. But I, excuse me, there's one article that had this where they said that the defense claimed towards the end of the trial, the defense claimed that somebody came forward and said that they saw two men 
the day before the murder or the day before. So when Bob was missing, but they hadn't found his body yet on the 13th, they saw two Latino men with a white man slumped in between them, parked in a black truck near where his body was discovered. Oh no. And then there was another witness named Lisa Marie Singh who said that she saw, she actually was able to testify in front of the jury and she saw uh, like named ident- said identical to what this other witness said. However, prosecution argued that even if the two men could be found, their testimony was irrelevant to the evidence, the blood evidence that ties Jane Doritic to the murder scene in the house, namely all the blood that was Bob's that was in the room. Remember they say that it's Bob's right. And the bloody uh, syringe that has Bob's blood on it. So they, the judge also agrees with the prosecution and says that the defense is going on a fishing expedition and doesn't allow them to pursue the story, the, this uh, new line of defense. And then also uh, has the testimony of Sherry, uh, of, the, of that, new, that woman, um, taken off. She doesn't allow that testimony to be entered into the uh, record. So that, about the, the black truck. So I thought that was Why not? Because she just says that she didn't find it credible. Okay, well, that makes sense. If it's just a couple of people saying that they saw two Latino guys out on the road with a white guy, it doesn't seem super credible. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where that you should let the jury decide, you know? Like if two witnesses who don't have a connection with each other say the same exact thing, and or a supposed connection, I mean, who knows? Maybe they did have a connection, but two witnesses who supposedly don't have this a s- same connection and they say the same exact thing. I mean, that's something that I feel like should be put in front of a jury. I mean, there's in a way, but there's also other extenuating circumstances. Like what if those two, what if there's been like a string of like accusations against Latinos that week or something or like, yeah. Or like there's somebody or maybe one of those other people is gunning for somebody else. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't know. I mean, the judge obviously had some sound reason to, to disqualify this testimony and not allow this defense. I will say that judge knew that there's something wrong with horse women, horse girls. I will say that, uh, what I thought was really stupid was the defense put all of their eggs into this, this one basket. And this one basket was they claimed that Claire was the one who killed her father. So Claire Dorotic, and she was 24 at the time. She was still living there. Yeah. She was still living there. Cause of she the was, horses. She was, she was, she was taking care of the horses. She was pursuing her master's in uh psychology horses so yeah (laughs) in horse psychology yeah horse medicine horses or horses (laughs) i'm starting to think now that she just thought we were all horses at the at the she used to rub the back of my hair a lot and be like yeah it's okay it's okay she'd brush your ass with like this big bristle brush it was pretty great (laughs) i i have no complaints it sounds like good therapy laura's like get in there get it yeah (laughs) clean it out <laughs> so sugar cubes and carrots it was nice i mean i loved it i loved it <laughs> she, she would Shit. clean my feet you know it was great yeah clean your feet clean your give me some sugar cubes <laughs> hey young girl <laughs> it was
was great. I loved it. <laughs> so uh, Claire's defense was always that she, well, Claire's alibi, sorry, not her defense, was that she was at her uh, aunt's house, Jane's sister, Bonnie Long's house, who's in Long Beach. Now, Bonnie said to 48 Hours that she was at the house, that Claire was there. However, uh, prosecution and um, sheriff said that they were never able to actually confirm that alibi. I don't know what that means, because if, if Bonnie is saying that she was there, then I feel like that's confirming the alibi. So I yeah. don't know why they couldn't. That, that, but I just thought it was a, such a weird thing because they spent a little bit of time on it. And I thought, oh, well, this must be like something that's, you know, do you have like, are they saying that they couldn't find like a receipt that she was there? Or like, it just didn't make any sense. I guess maybe they could say that Bonnie is the only one who saw Claire and Claire's the only one who saw Bonnie. So they don't know if Bonnie's lying. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, I could see that. But OK, so. <clears throat> then so they're all set and and what's really weird is that claire is like supporting her mom through all this and her mom is saying that she loves her daughter and doesn't think that her daughter killed her father but yet is still allowing the defense to pr- pursue this this line of which i thought was so stupid like it was like what why would you do that that just seems like such a dumb defense well maybe they were just like she didn't do it. And if you want to search it out, you go right ahead and you'll find out the facts. She didn't do it. Yeah. I, I think it was like to throw some suspicion, but the one defense attorney, they, it was two defense attorneys. The one of them, I think it was Sieg, Sieg Walter, was like super like, yeah, we got her. Because they had a letter that Claire wrote her father. Because the father was, was like sh- trying to shut down the horse business. And was just like, we're not making enough money. We got to shut it down. And so Claire wrote her father and said, like, if you take away my horses, I will do everything in my power to come after you. Right. Or something along those lines. Like something like basically like, don't don't take my horses or else. And so they were like, this is a smoking gun. This proves that Claire killed her father. I mean, clearly one of two things happened. Either Claire and Jane did it together Mm -hmm. to get rid of him because he was trying to get rid of the horses. Or the horses did it. <laughs> and they're just covered. They'd rather, you know, they the horses clearly up. can't go to jail. No. <laughs> the ladies go to the horses. They're like, he's trying to get rid of you. They're, they're like, don't worry about it. We got it. Yeah. We got it. Bob's, <laughs> horse, horse Bob's on the case. Yeah. We got yeah. it. We already you figured go it back, out. You go back inside. Yeah. Take him there. Like, come on, Bob. We're going to go for a fun little Valentine's Day ride. Aww. <laughs> it was Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. So sad. <laughs> I don't know who that was. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Somebody somebody was outside. They just Get out of here, Bosco Bob. Get out of here. <laughs> so uh So anyway, so the what really kind of torpedoed their defense was, and this I think is kind of interesting, because I don't know if this is like a tactical move for like showing guilt or this is a tactical move because you just don't want to deal with the defense's questions. But Claire, Claire pleads the fifth. Mm. So she actually invoked her right to, uh, uh, the fifth. And so they didn't even, they couldn't even put her on the stand in front of the jury. They just had to say that she wasn't available for questioning at that time. 
uh, during the wow. trial. So, mm. and all, uh, who else? This is other interesting. This is uh, in an article I read. So again, I didn't see any other cooperating evidence, but I'm just going to say it out there because it's, it seems interesting is that this one article says that Bonnie, her sis, Jane's sister, Bonnie Long, who was the, uh, one who, you know, said that Claire was with her, who right. was her alibi essentially. And a ranch hand named Leon, Lionel Morales also pled, pled the fifth. Damn, that's weird. That's yeah. fucking sketchy. No one yeah. liked Bob, it seems like. <laughs> it seems like no one in the family liked Bob. Well, except for her two sons. Of... Yeah. Yeah, but... except for the two sons. Yeah. Who probably didn't care for horses. Yeah. Yeah, they probably didn't care for the stupid-ass horses. Sorry. Sorry. To the horse people out there. It is weird, the horses, though. I feel like a lot of people are just like, that is my fucking shit. Yeah. All the way. Like, that's it. There I are people. Person. But there are people yeah. who are cat people, who are dog people. There are lemur people. I mean, there are people who just like, they pick an animal and they're just like, this is the thing I want to spend the rest of my life on. So, What animal person are you guys? I'm, I'm a I'm me. Not- I'm, I'm not... a me and you person. <laughs> you guys have dogs. No, oh, but no, I'm not going to no. I'm not going to kill someone over my dog. And that's what I want to get to here is that I don't think all horses are stupid ass horses. I think <laughs> these horses and this family is a stupid ass horse family because love- they let a few horses tear them apart. What's the I- matter with you people? I just love that you're still like, I'm so worried that horse people are going to think that I mean all of you. I'm more worried about the horses, you not the horse people. You guys don't see her when we're near the stables. She's banging and clanging on stuff. She's all stomping. She's pissed. I'm like, calm down. Why the hell did you get, I, I buy us a stable. Is that, are you Bob right now? No, I'm me. Oh. <laughs> Oh, we, we have tell. a huge house. You do have a you have a ranch style house, which I haven't really understood until right this minute. It's no, the- that's not what this. What? 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 No. <laughs> not All what right, this apartment is. <laughs> so, oh, okay. It's, it's a, a ranch style. It's a ranch style apartment. <laughs> I was gonna. Say, it's it a, not. It's a ranch style apartment. It's a Spanish style apartment with a side with, with, uh, with a side of ranch. <laughs> I got so excited to say that. Oh, my gosh. All right. So even the judge found it suspicious. And she said at the end of the trial, we will probably never know all the parties who had a role in aiding and abetting before and after the fact of the murder. Bring in the horses. (laughs) The fact remains. Make them testify. There is substantial circumstantial evidence tying the defendant to this crime beyond a reasonable doubt. The jury deliberated for four days and on June 13th, 2001, which was my birthday. Really? Yep. Hey. Her, the jury announced that she was guilty on the charge of first degree murder. She was sentenced to 25 years in prison. At the California Institution for Women in Corona, California. Oh, she's nearby? Yeah, San Diego. 
Oh, I thought it was going to be Corona. Oh, Corona. Yeah, sorry. But she was from San Diego. I forgot yes. to mention that in the beginning. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that in the in the way you're... I'm a, forget it. Well, I, I mostly meant an apology to the audience. <laughs> that's what I mean. I don't know why I'm speaking for the audience. Cause... Oh, yeah. I feel like if I knew that... <clears throat> I feel like if I knew that this is a San Diego origin story, it would have changed my whole perspective. Really? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So thanks. Let's start over. Jane Doritic. San from? Diego from San Diego, California. What Thank part is San Diego, California? I don't know, the ranch part. Oh. Uh, <laughs> like Carlsbad. That's so, about it. Yeah. So she appealed her conviction many times. Uh she would they said that she would be up for parole in twenty twenty five. But uh, the, but for they kept saying in California that life means life. Like if you get a life sentence, you get you you usually do a life. Like you don't usually get out on parole. And I was like, I, I think that think- was the case back then, and that was also around the time that they had like the three strikes rule and full effect and stuff. Yeah, um, but in 2020 she was released due to COVID, so she was oh, really shit. yeah. But wow, she was still she was still a you know a murderer. She still was convicted. However, in July 2022, her conviction was reversed. Stop. Yeah. Wow. So this so they had uh, the district attorney's office said newly discovered DNA evidence developed from advanced technology unavailable at the time of the 2001 jury trial. Uh, led to the DA's office to concede Doritic's petition, thus reversing the conviction. So, well, what's the evidence? Basically, the evidence is that there was no evidence to prove that Doritic was was actually the one there. <clears throat> so, the blood that the so-called blood that they had that they said that they they had collected that they tested to, that they said was Bob's. Or they, they never said they tested it, but they just said that it was Bob's. They never tested it. That's kind of fucked up. But, the, but then whose blood is it? Yeah. That's well, all that's over the, the ceiling. And then they said that, then they did a, a fingernail scraping and they tested the rope and they tested all that and no DNA came back to Jane. There was no DNA on any of the evidence that came back to Jane. Wow. Why the hell didn't they because she sold her soul to the horse devil. <clears throat> and all the fingerprints just went away and got replaced by little tiny hooves. Yeah. So Jane, so I think the problem was, and this is my, this is my own hypothesis. I'm bulldozing past your horse thing. Um, this is my <laughs> hypothesis. The horses will stand. <laughs> is that, uh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, I think the problem was, is that Jane actually like was kind of trying to pre-argue the evidence so like for example in the 48 hours she admitted that they said oh they found blood and they and they and it's bob's yeah bob had bob had a lot of nosebleeds so he probably could have gotten blood places so they probably were like oh she admitted it was bob's we don't need to do the testing she she admitted that it was bob's that's I they look I haven't read anything about it but that's just my own personal theory is that they're like she already admitted if you tell somebody we found blood and she goes oh yeah it was it's Bob's and it's because he had a nosebleed then you can you don't necessarily you know yeah you're but like oh we already blood, got you wasn't there blood on like the ceiling yeah 
There was blood on the ceiling. There was blood on the headboard. There was blood on the floor. Yeah, it was really funny in the 48 hours they say, but what? how did a nosebleed get blood on the ceiling? And she's like, that one is tricky. Yeah. <laughs> he whip, whipped his head back. Yeah, exactly. Like he has super violent nosebleeds that just kind of like spurt out like a hose. Yeah. That would be the only, only way. Or I guess if he whips his head back. Yeah. Or if he's like, like doing that thing where you wipe snot, but it's blood, but and then you just kind of wipe it messily, and you're like, Bleh! ugh, you know. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I agree. So, despite the case being overturned, despite the lack of evidence now, the San Diego County District Attorney's Office is still going to retry the case, and in fact, they are. In April, they started. Uh, they started the case again. So she currently is is uh, in trial. No. I thought that was illegal. I thought that was double jeopardy. No, I don't she think already, so. That's what double jeopardy is. You get like, because if you get convicted for or acquitted, I guess, of a crime, mm-hmm. you can't be tried for that same crime again. She was never acquitted, though. The conviction was just overturned. She was oh, never. So yeah, it can keep happening. Okay. If you they can choose. Convic- it doesn't seem very fair to be able to convict the same person again if they are. She already got life. Yeah. Well, they. But then was released from COVID. Yeah, it's a tricky case because she was like not released because like yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So now the defense is claiming that a convicted felon who lived <clears throat> in Valley Center, which is I guess where they live, where she was, yeah, oh. is to blame. Well, who is it? <laughs> they didn't say. Hmm. Hmm. Are they? I wonder if they're looking at the at Bonnie and the ranch hand again. I mean, that ranch hand's probably long gone. Yeah. Yeah. C- Claire, I think, lives in Utah now or somewhere. She lives. She's married now, so she lives. And I don't think she works. I don't think that life is still a thing now. I think that was that was the name of the uh, weight loss fat camp. It's probably, I mean, I was going to say she's probably chasing whatever reiteration of the fat camp that there is now. I'm sure there's plenty of that in Utah. Oh, yeah. Well, she was a really good, she was a really good listener. And she taught, you know, she was a very good talker. That's because horses are really big talkers. So, of course, you have to be a good listener. You hate horses. I think you're scared of horses. It's not (laughs) that she hates them. She's terrified of them. Everybody should be terrified of horses. They're skittish and huge. Well, you're That's never... not a good combination. You're well, in so the city. Oh, <laughs> there is there are oh. plenty of horses in the city. We have the Griffith Park horses. Uh-huh. We have the Crenshaw Cowboys, uh-huh. and we have the weird white people in Westwood. Have they called that? Because that's three W's, <laughs> and that's pretty good. We are the weird whites of Westwood. <laughs> I think that's yeah, that's their official moniker. Yeah. Who was who was the person who was doing the DNA um, work? Do we know? Yeah, no. we know. <laughs> it was Bob. It was yeah. it was Bosco Bob. It was fucking Bosco. I heard my name. Hey guys. <laughs> oh, How's it no. going? Bosco, uh, you take these DNA samples? Oh yeah, taking DNA samples all night. If you know what I'm talking about. Where'd you put them? No. Put no. <laughs> no, we don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Ask me how my husband's doing. <laughs> no. no. Guys, it, it's okay. It's our anniversary. Oh. Yeah. Five Happy years married. 
five years. <laughs> five years. We've been together a long time. Wait, just five years? It's 2020. Well, we talked to you before in 2000. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to get him a gift. I was going to get him something, but he beat me to the punch. Oh, All right. Uh, that's what you were getting to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That is Jane Dortick. We're going to end it on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add the white Oleander quote to the end of this episode. Oh, no. You you use, you say the white Angel, Oleander quote. I can't say it as good as Michelle Pfeiffer can say it, and I can't find it. So okay. I'm going to have to watch white Oleander. Okay. That'd be kind of cool to hear that quote at the end of it. All right. So I'll play it for you guys. Maria's going to play Maria's gonna play a quote at the end of this that explains why Claire's are not great. Is that is that the whole thing? Is or... people who have seen White Oleander know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Here's here's suffice to say that in White Oleander, the character of Claire is played by oh, what's her name? Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, Renee Zellweger. Oh. Yes, Renee Zellweger is Claire. If mm. that if that establishes anything for anybody out there, smushy face. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. pre pre surgery or post surgery? Pre? Oh, okay. That was a while ago. Either way, she's sucking on a lemon. <laughs> no, right, not anymore. Now she's wide open. Now she's like, oh. it's like it's like you just you just surprised her. Like she turned a corner and saw you. She's like, oh, oh, Renee's wide open. <laughs> Good night. Everybody. All right, all right, we're going. <laughs> Did you know there's an entire order called the Poor Claire's? She's a genuinely nice person. You don't know what it's been like. If you love me, you'll help me help you. I would rather see you in the worst kind of foster hell than living with that woman. What can you possibly learn from her? How to pine artistically. 27 names for tears. All I can say is keep your bags packed. This has been an episode of Black Podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Check us out on Instagram and I think that's it. And uh, yeah, if you want, support our Patreon. We have a lot of great shows up there. Uh, And thank you guys so much. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.